maybe, Tommy said to me, maybe the dying woman was in room 502. Welcome to the God Squad, a podcast you can believe in. I'm Rabbi Mark Gelman, and today we're talking about things that go wrong no matter how well you plan. You know, the God Squad podcast is about things that happen to all of us and the lessons we can learn from those things, those times, those people. So it's important not to blame yourself when you do the best you can and just things do not work out. So it reminds me of a a story, one of my favorite stories with Tommy, my best friend, Father Tom Hartman. May his memory be blessed. In whose name and whose memory this whole podcast is being presented. Tommy and I were early in our friendship in the late 80s, and I called him one day, and Betty, my wife, was in Houston visiting her sister, and I called up Tommy. I said, listen, I got nothing to do. Saturday night, you want to go out for pizza and a beer? He was happy to get out of the priest bunker and go. So when I picked him up and asked where he wanted to go for pizza, he said, North Shore Hospital. I said, Tommy, honestly, I don't think their pizza is that good. And last time I was there, they weren't selling beer. He said, no, I, I, I need to go there, Mark, just before we go out. I, I want to go there because there's a dying woman in room 402 who's dying of breast cancer, and I, I want to see her before she dies and pray for her. Now, that is that was very, very impactful for me. I'm, I tried to be compassionate in my now almost 50 years as a rabbi. I tried to be compassionate every day. Plenty during the week, plenty. And I, I, was, I even arranged to be compassionate for my congregants late on Tuesday night. But on Saturday night, I need time with Betty and friends in order to fuel up for another week of being a rabbi and explaining how people should not blame their pain and suffering on the boss. So it was with some reticence that I agreed to accompany Tommy, but what can you do when your best friend is a living saint? So anyway, we get to the hospital, the woman in, we got to room 402, there's a woman sitting on the edge of a bed, her bed and looking out into space, staring blankly out the window. Tommy said, hello, I'm Father Tom Hartman, this is Rabbi Gelman, we came to see you. And and he sits down on a chair. It's a very important thing when you visit people in the hospital. He sat down on a chair even with her, so he wasn't standing over her. I hung out by the door, and to be honest with you, I'm thinking mushroom, extra cheese, onions. That's my order. Okay, I admit it. At that time, 
Maybe still now. I need work on the compassion side of life. But as I said before, it was Saturday night, so cut me some slack here. Anyway, Tommy quietly and respectfully sat down on the chair. He held the woman's hand in his hands and said, just like this, he said, Dear, you are going to die soon, but you have nothing to fear because God is going to hold your soul in his hands like a little bird. I, I was stunned. I had never, ever seen such courageous honesty in talking to a dying person. My personal technique up to that evening watching Tommy with the woman in room 402 was to breeze into the room, smile and say, Hey, how you doing? You look great. Well, got to be going now. I, I, I wish I was better at it. Honestly, Tommy was the best I ever saw. And I think the key to it was that he was just honest. So Tommy went straight to the truth without hesitation, without fear, and it just took my breath away. Then Tommy asked her, Dear, are you still afraid? And she was crying her eyes out and could barely blurt out the words, Yes, father, yes, father, I'm, I'm still afraid. Okay, so then Tommy repeated his healing spiel, complete with the reference to God and the little bird, which he pantomimed even for her by cupping his hands to show her exactly how God was going to hold her soul in his hands like a little bird. Then Tommy asked her again if she was still afraid, and all she could do was nod her head and breathlessly say, Yes, I'm still afraid. Finally, Tommy asked her, Dear, why are you still afraid? Why are you afraid? The woman in bed 402 then recovered enough composure to answer my best friend. She sobbed, Father, I'm, I'm afraid because I just came into the hospital for a hernia operation. What are you talking about? Why am I going to die? Well, the rest of what happened is kind of a blur to me because it happened so fast. Tommy, without missing a beat, rose and said to her, Well, that's great news, honey. You are not going to die. And I was on the floor laughing so hard I thought I was going to die. And I think I was repeating over and over, yeah, and forget the little bird, the little bird, forget it. Tommy, Tommy came over to me and said in a fairly urgent voice, Mark, I think we have to leave now. The woman was pressing the call button like it was a detonator. Tommy pulled me out of the room by my feet. We ran down the hall outracing, I think, the security guys. I'm not sure if they were on our tail. We didn't look back. We laid rubber screeching out of the parking lot and over several beers, and I don't even remember if we had pizza. Tommy looked at me quizzically and just said these words. You know, Mark, maybe the dying woman was in room 502. <laughs> so unless... You're just 
in it for the hernia, for a hernia operation. You need to believe that after you die, God will hold your soul in God's hands like a little bird. Like a little bird. And what you also need to understand is that no matter how well you prepare, no matter how compassionate you are, sometimes you just go to the wrong room. And that's my Tommy story about how things mess up even when we do our best. But I have another story that teaches the same lesson. I had a friend in rabbinical school, Stephen, who was sent to a small congregation in West Virginia to teach a small group of Jewish kids in a small Jewish community. That's how things work in rabbinical school. I think seminaries, Christian seminaries, do the same thing. When there's small communities that can't afford a full-time clergyman or woman, they, they get a, a, a student from the seminary to come a few days a month. I don't remember where it was. It was somewhere in West Virginia. He, he, Stephen just had one class for all the kids. And one week he intended to teach the famous story of wise King Solomon, deciding between two women who both claimed to be the mother of the same baby. And he prepared very carefully. He was going to act out the story. So he picked out two little girls to play the mothers, one the fake mother and the other the real mother. And in fact, one of them brought a baby doll as a prop. And Stephen even brought in a, he brought in a Burger King paper crown to anoint his little King Solomon. The play began with one little girl saying, that baby is mine. And the other little girl saying, no, that baby is mine. And then the little Burger King Solomon ruled that the baby be cut in half. But suddenly he improvised on the script, took out his penknife, and started hacking away at the baby doll's neck. The class went wild. The little girl who had brought in the baby doll started to shriek and cry. Stephen screamed at the girl playing the real mother, saying, Say your line, dear. For God's sake, say your line. And she looked at the baby doll and said in a loud, clear voice, I'll take the head. <laughs> so... The point is, even the best teacher with the best lesson plan can fail. And we should never be sorry for teaching, only for not trying to teach. T.S. Eliot wrote, Trying is all that matters anyway. Everything else is just not our business. So for all of you who are trying really hard to do your best at your job and your family and your life, don't worry if one day you go into the wrong room and tell a woman only in for a hernia that she's going to die. And some days the baby doll is going to get cut in half 
and someone's going to say, I want the head. It's just going to happen. Because there's no cure for this on planet Earth, as Thornton Wilder wrote. There's just no cure for this on planet Earth. We do the best we can. Trying is all that matters. Everything else is just not our business. I'm Rabbi Mark Gelman. Thanks for listening to The God Squad. The God Squad podcast is a production of the Mark Gelman Institute. I know the guy. And this episode was produced by Matthew Siegel at Silicon Bowery. Until next time, you can find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, and many other fine podcast locations. God bless us, one and all.